welcome to the Successful Collective podcast with me, Jules Duncan. And myself, Marisa Devlin, talking all things women in business. If you want to find out more, then hit the subscribe button or reach out to us on the Successful Collective on Instagram. Marisa, as always, I'm going to start today and ask you, what are you grateful for? Thank you, Jules. Well, this morning, I am grateful for having had the lovely opportunity to meet two young entrepreneurs this week. Oh. And so I was doing a wee bit of business mentoring with them, and I have to say, you know, you just get, you just meet certain people, and they've just got that infectious way about them. And I think as well, when you meet with people starting out in their entrepreneurial journey, and I know obviously you do quite a lot of uh, one-to-one coaching with people that will be similar to this, but you literally just feel buzzing after you've spent time with them because generally, and I know some of your clients actually will be a wee bit different to this, but generally the, these young people are week three into their business and they are off the chart with enthusiasm. So because of that, that has transferred over to me and I'm so grateful to have spent time with them. Oh, that's the same when I do a lot of the one-to-one coaching that I do for people building fitness businesses. I find myself on the calls thinking, Jules, you're going to need to calm down. Because I get so excited about their business and then they get excited. And then literally I'm on the call, like waving my hands in the air. And like, it's just, yeah, it, excitement like that is infectious. Gav Oates calls those people Mary Poppins people. And he said it's the kind of people that just by walking into a room, they lift the atmosphere and everybody wants to be around them and their energy is infectious. Well, funny you should say that about your hands in the air, but here's an interesting one, which I know that will really resonate with you. So the young girl arrived first. So it was a girl and a guy, just lovely, lovely people. And the young girl arrived first. So I stood up, we were in a coffee shop. I stood up and went in for the handshake. I know that will surprise you. And I could see her looking at me and I said, oh, are you a hugger? And she went, absolutely. And she hugged me. <laughs> Were you trying to be professional offering a handshake instead of a hug? I know. And I was like, oh, I said, let's put all that aside. I'm also a hugger. So there we are. <laughs> hugging is so on brand, Marisa. And I know you just don't like it. So <laughs> here we are. Anyway, what are you grateful for? I'm preempting this because I know it's coming. What are you grateful for? Oh, I'm grateful for having been on holiday. <laughs> absolutely recharged, refueled, re-energized, re-everything. And I'm absolutely buzzing for the rest of the year. So yeah, I definitely think, and I'm not a great one for taking time off. I'm probably, don't look to me for work-life balance advice because I don't have any. And I think a lot of that to do is, I absolutely love what I do. And my business overlaps what my hobby is. Fitness would be my hobby, but it's also my business. So there is a huge overlap there, but I hadn't taken time off for a very long time. And I actually didn't feel too bad before I went, like too depleted or anything. But having that five days away of time away from work, of just re-energizing and very much actually reconnecting with my why and my how for my business has just absolutely, you can tell in the sound of my voice, I'm starting to get overexcited has absolutely fueled me up and fired me up for the rest of the year. I knew it. I absolutely knew it, but I'm so, so delighted to hear all about that. So today we're going to talk about should 
you build a product or service based on your passion for it? Should you be passionate about the service or product you provide? Now, my immediate answer to that, and actually on the back of having met two young and very wonderful entrepreneurs, is passion for me is absolutely crucial. Yes. I so you're the same. You've just talked about it actually. You've just talked about how buzzing you are and you've actually talked about the blur between your hobby and your business. So you've actually just mentioned it. For me, passion within business is a crucial, crucial factor. However, the caveat to that, which I absolutely think is really, really important, is if you create a product or a service that you absolutely love and are so, so passionate about, but nobody wants to buy, can be one of the most common pitfalls for entrepreneurs today. So therefore, such a key thing to think about is within your product or service, we talk about this all the time, are you going to be solving a problem for someone or are you just going on your thought that you're so passionate about something? So this exact topic, uh, there's a book called This Is Marketing by Seth Godin. Seth Godin's books are excellent. I've read two of his books, both brilliant. One is This Is Marketing that I'm going to read you a quote from and the other is called The Dip. The dip is really good for if you're having a wee bit of a struggle in your business, you're kind of hitting against obstacles. Marisa's looking about for this book because I actually sent it from Amazon because it's such a brilliant book. But This Is Marketing is just as great. And I'm going to read you a quote from This Is Marketing. And it says, it doesn't make any sense to make a key and then run around looking for a lock to open. The only productive solution is to find a lock, then fashion a key. It is easier to make products and services for customers you seek to serve than it is to find customers for your products and services. And I think this is a very important point and where a lot of people go wrong is they think of something that they want to make, a product, a service, whatever it might be. They then bring it to market and nobody wants to buy it because it doesn't solve anyone's problem. Might be a great thing you've made, But does it solve anyone's problem? You need to find what the problem is, the closed lock, and then create a key to open that lock, your product or service. Absolutely. And you really and truly need to think about market demand. Mm -hmm. So if you, a product success in the marketplace, completely depends on the demand for that. So even if you love a particular product or a product idea, you really need to get that validated and you need to see if there's potential customers. How do you do that? Well, you are the queen of this marketing and market research. So really and truly taking time before you launch anything to understand your consumer needs and preferences. That will actually help you determine whether there is a market for your product or service. Now, when I was chatting to uh, the young people this morning, that sounds very powerful. <laughs> it makes you it makes you sound very ancient well, I, was, I was going to say but to say the young people like marisa you're not that old <laughs> you're still uh, old marisa thanks thanks so one of the first things so they are three weeks into business and one of the first things that i asked them was who is your target market 
it's just such a crucial, crucial question. And the next thing that I then said was, so, okay, if your target market is X, what is their disposable income like? These are really crucial things that you need to think about and actually should be thinking about before you are in the marketplace. Thankfully, thankfully, people that I was meeting with this morning had already thought about that, so I'm so delighted about that. Yeah, and that's the thing. You start with who you serve and then you come up with a way to serve them rather than coming up with a service and thinking, oh, who could I get to buy this? Start with who you want to serve and why you want to serve them and then you create the product. It needs to be something that's in demand. So, for example, like look at everyone still watches films, right? Everyone I know and everyone we know watches films. However, if you were like, oh, if there was just a shop that I could go to and I could get films in the shop, nobody's interested. Nobody wants that product or service anymore to go to a video shop. As we Blockbusters know. does not exist. It does not exist. So although that might be a good idea and everyone wants to watch films, no one used that service. So you've got to think, is there a need for what you want to create? And I think a lot of people, I've seen hundreds of shops in Greenock, Port Glasgow, Gurok, open up over the years, selling something that, I mean, lovely things, but there's no demand for them. And the shop lasts a short period of time and then closes down because they're maybe in the wrong location. They're maybe providing it in the wrong way as opposed like in person versus online. There's so many things you need to look at, but you need to look at, does this solve the person's problem most efficiently? Or is it just a product? Is it something you want to have? Are you creating this for yourself? Or yeah. what actually happens a lot in fitness is, I suppose it'll happen in every industry, but think about your echo chamber. I probably spend the majority of my time speaking to other people in the fitness industry. And when I open my Instagram, it's all other people in the fitness industry. So I might come up with an idea and everyone else in the fitness industry goes, that's a brilliant idea. Other people providing services in the fitness industry aren't my customers. So although they might think it's a brilliant idea as well, is this something that a customer wants to buy from me? A lot of the time it's not. And that lends itself perfectly to the other key component of market research. So most people, when they come up with a concept, the first person, so if I come up with a concept tonight, who's the first person I contact? You. <laughs> so be 20 WhatsApps down the line and we will have batted it back and forward. So what most people do is they go to the people who are closest to them and they say, here's my idea, what do you think? Now, the response coming from, unless it was Bernie, my husband, because he would be absolutely brutally honest, and to be fair, so would you. But the response that most people have from people round about them would be, oh yeah, I think that's really great. I think you should go ahead and do that. That's not where your market research sits because what I'm going to say to you now, and as harsh as it may be to hear this, if you are setting up a business and you've got 10 friends and your 10 friends say, yep, great idea, great concept, great product, great service, absolutely love it. I would totally support that. I can guarantee you sitting here today, they are not your customers. Yep. Full stop. They may very well buy a product from you just to help you out in your first week. They are not your customers. So your market research cannot start and end there. It has to be wide, wide reaching. So give you an example. 
and we have talked about this before, but coming out of selling nurseries, I had massively itchy feet, set up all the Instagram, ready to go, the kindness gift co. And it was a gifting business. So I had the concept, I had the logo, I had the, the brand colours, everything, you name it. I had, you know, spent a lot of time researching what I would put into these postable boxes and then thought, hmm, what if I don't have a customer? Started to do the re market research and I think within four weeks, the business idea was gone because it just would not have worked. And in actual fact, the market was massively, massively saturated. And what I would also say is there can be markets that are saturated and there's still a place for you to be in there, but your market research will absolutely determine that. Crucial. If you think about the nurseries, we opened the first one in Erskine. There was no nursery. There was no private site in Erskine. So we knew we were on to a win-win, but in actual fact, we didn't just rest on that. We we surveyed so many businesses within Erskine to see if there was a need for childcare. So there's really easy ways to do market research, but you absolutely need to know whether your customers are out there or there is no point of setting the business up. And do you know, at this point, there has literally never been a point in time that market research has been easier or oh. Because actually, do you know what? It's free. Social media is the absolute best place to do market research. I mean, the amount of polls and question boxes and quizzes and everything that you can do just through Instagram or Facebook alone, the absolute best way to find out what your customer wants, ask them. It's, I think one of the things that, I think that's probably what the majority of businesses lack. There's people out there with fabulous ideas, unique ideas, absolutely brilliant products and services they've got delivery systems they're great at promoting the product but i think a huge percentage of businesses don't do their market research first and find out if there is a need for the product and that obviously something that we don't talk about too much jules is income and profitability but ultimately a business aim is absolutely to generate profit. And if you are not aware whether there's a demand or not for your product or service, then it's going to be completely challenging to bring in sustainable revenue streams. So focusing on a product that customers actually want inevitably increases your chances of generating sales. I mean, actually, that sounds very, very simple, but it's so, so true. And the other thing as well which many, many businesses do. And we have done, Bernie and I have done this. So we've set up a clothing range. Bernie had a company called For The Man. And we still talk really fondly about this because we still believe that actually there was a market there for that. We just didn't get the product to the market. But what happens with some ideas is so many wasted resources. So you develop and you launch a product that requires significant resources, time, money, effort, all of that. So if those resources are invested in a product and there's no market demand for it, then your result is totally wasted resources and probably a lot of wasted money. So that is in itself detrimental to success and to the growth of any business. 
Yeah, and I think that's what it boils down to. You can have the absolute best product in the world, but if nobody wants to buy it, you're bust. Exactly. Yeah, so I think that's something that people really need to consider much earlier in their entrepreneurial journey before you go, like doing what you did with the Kind of Skiffle, before you go setting up limited companies, making logos, paying for websites, paying for prototypes, all of that, market research needs to be pretty much step one or two in any journey of a new product. Yeah, and I think it's just so crucial to get the balance between creating a product that you're passionate about. You and I are the passionate queens. We just love it. Yeah. We absolutely love it. So we, we know why it's really important, but you have to strike the balance between what you're passionate about and ensuring that there's a market demand for it. And then once you've validated that there's a need in that market and then align your products with, again, something that's really key as well as customer preferences, that's where you will totally increase the likelihood of succeeding and having a profitable business. Yeah, because not only does it help you determine if you have a product that people want to buy, you may also completely change your strategy, your business model based on your market research. Maybe you're pricing the product too low, maybe you're pricing it too high, maybe the frequency is wrong, maybe the style of it's wrong. There is so much information to be gained from market research and you can do it all for free via social media. There's never been a better time, but I think how to conduct proper market research is a topic for another day. So we would love to hear what you do for market research. How do you find out if a new product or new service that you're going to offer is viable and if someone wants it? Reach out to us on social media at The Successful Collective and let us know about your market research process. 